start. You've got something in store for this church today. Yes, Lord. Something special. And we believe that you are going to move. In the, you're going to add super to the natural. And Lord, uh, as only you can, you're going to minister to this people today. And we love you. And we just commit this church, this service into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I have that wireless back? Are you done with it? Thank you. Oh, yeah, uh, why don't you take a break? I mean, hello. Oh, hi. How's hello. It um, so today we have a really fun activity planned for the church, and we would love for everyone to come. Uh, we're going Christmas caroling. We're gonna go spread some Christmas cheer. And um, we will be leaving the church. We're gonna load up on the bus at 3.45. So we would love it if everyone was here. Wait, so who's that... driving? Um, Mr. Festive over here. Stand up. Dave, hi. Turn around. I love your enthusiasm. Thank you. Thanks, Brother Dave. <laughs> so yeah, we would love it if all of you guys could come and show up and spread some Christmas cheer. On another note, though, it is time to release the children. And Amen. Thank you, Melinda. Adios. So as they're leaving, uh, a little business real quick. So we're supposed to, as a 501c3... Uh, we are supposed to have an annual business meeting, and that was uh, postponed again. And because of that, we're going to do it in the new year. And our plan is, when we get to that place, that those who are members, you will uh, be able to ratify our new constitution and bylaws because we're going back to general council status. So, yeah. So... You'll get more information on that, of course, if you are a member, you'll get a letter in the mail explaining all of this, showing you what the uh, Constitution and bylaws look like, and then when we meet, you'll say yes or no. So that'll be coming probably in March. With that said, yes. See if it works. It should. All right, here we go. Not just an afterthought. <laughs> Living every day with God in mind. That is the title of today's message. Now, just let me say this right up front. I have no idea what's coming. I prayed. I sought the Lord. I put together some messages, <laughs> more than one. And the Lord said, no, not that one. Another one? No, not that one. Finally, yesterday at 6 o'clock, I wrapped it up. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. I did not want to have to get into Sunday and uh, still be working on this. But today is going to be a little shorter message because I felt like even before I started working on what he wanted me to say, the Lord said, I want you to give me some time Sunday to move. So this is going to be a shorter message, and with that, let me uh, go ahead and get into this. I want to begin by saying this, that anyone who claims to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, 
Who's that? Come on, raise your hand if that's you. Tell the world, I'm a disciple, all right? And those of you on camera, raise your hand if that's you, all right? Meaning live stream. If you are a disciple of Christ, you need to obey most of Jesus' commands. How many? Capital A, capital L, capital L, all of Jesus' commands. And if you wonder what those commands are, where do you find them? Specifically, you turn to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the Gospels. Those are uh, books that were written by men that walked with Jesus, right? And they knew everything about him, more or less, and Jesus trained them. And then they wrote these beautiful books about what happened. And that's where you'll find the commands directly from Jesus. Of course, the Apostle Paul and all the other apostles, they, they have written some other books that help us too, which I'm going to get into a little bit today. But uh, the point is, if you want to know what Jesus said, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus told his followers that they must live righteously and give generously. Do you agree? This church is a generous church. At least I like to think we are. We really do try to uh, give beyond, above and beyond our budget to support missionaries all around this world because we feel the most important thing that we can do is to introduce people to Jesus. And so we spend a lot of our budget uh, sending that to missionaries who are all over the world, even some local, some in Michigan, and they do great works. And someday, all of you that give to this church, you're going to get a reward. There's going to be a dividend in your name because you supported those missionaries through the hope. You should be excited about that. And that means that a lot of times when we give, it becomes a living sacrifice. Our lives are a living sacrifice to Jesus. How many realize that? I mean, you can be a Christian, I suppose, and not sacrifice anything. And I know people like that. But if you're really, you just want to give God all you can. That means that occasionally you're going to sacrifice. Maybe it's your time. It could be money. It can be all kinds of different things. It could be your love. You could love somebody that's not lovable. Is that a sacrifice? (laughs) Yeah, if you've ever done it, you know it is. A key thing with God's disciples is it's not about us. Who is it about? Jesus. It's all about Jesus, right? And Jesus said this, one of the key purposes for his church is that he wants you and I to light up this world. That's why I love Christmas Eve. Because we get those little candles out, we start with a dark room, and then one by one we light those little candles, or bulbs, whichever the case is, because some of you are pyros. (laughs) I'm speaking to me. (laughs) Barb said, you can't have a real candle anymore. Uh, But God wants us to light up this dark world In order to do that, 
in order to have an impact on others. We do that through our prayers and our actions. I hope you're praying for this world. I hope you're praying for your neighbors and your family, for our school. There's so many things that need prayer. And your actions, you know, that love thing. Just taking the time to meet somebody where they're at, just to make sure they're okay, just to check on them. Or if you see they have a need, to meet that need. That's what it's all about, to be the body of Christ. But here's the thing, and, and one of the reasons I felt like the Lord really wanted us to do this today is that in order for us to be able to give away something, we have to first have it. We have to put it in. And I, I wanted to give you guys just an option, an, an opportunity today to just let God pour into you. And I, I think that we're all going to kind of be surprised by what happens. But we cannot give something away that we ourselves don't have. That's why it's so important. And I don't have this scripture in here, but when Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, we need to go to him, we need to stay plugged into him and let him fill us up and, and renew us on a daily basis. My main text today we must be equipped. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm caught up again. If, is Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. And here the Apostle Paul is giving us instruction on how to live as a believer, as a Christian, if you will. You ready for this? So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. What I think he is saying is we need to live intentionally, prayerfully, not with God in the co-captain's seat, but with God in the captain's seat. It always bothered me when I saw those bumper stickers, God is my co-pilot. Uh-uh, man. I'll sit there, you take the, you take the seat. <laughs> Amen. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Did you realize that when the early church was established, after Jesus had ascended to heaven and the apostles took over the church and started growing it, do you realize that there was a lot of wicked stuff going on around them? It's not just for this generation. We, we weren't, like, special. They dealt with a lot of stuff that was dark and evil. And yet they continued to let their light shine. They continued to live for Jesus. Even though they struggled, they didn't let their struggles defeat them. Our mandate is the same. Each of us needs to look for ways to let our light shine in this very dark world. Period. That's it. If we do that, we're successful. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Hmm. Let me ask you this. Where does wisdom come from? Ooh, you're quick. Good. Right answer. It comes from God, right? It comes from the Lord. And if you don't know what he wants you to do, then you really don't know what to do. Let me say that again. If you don't know what God wants you to do, then you really don't know what to do. 
Isn't that just profound? I thought it rolled off the tongue pretty good. When we find ourselves in a place where we don't know what to do, what do we do? We go to the source. We do what James told us to do in chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom, read it with me. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Now, in your homework, go back and look up verses 6 to 8. Don't do it right now, but later. Just so you understand the whole context of getting wisdom, because there's some other things. But here's what I want you to understand as we spend time today in prayer, as we spend time hearing from the Lord. How do you hear from the Lord? Now, some people have a really easy time with this, especially if you're an old, crusty Christian like me. I'm just being blunt. You know, when, when we've been a Christian for 40-plus years, listen, it gets easier. It does. And in 1981, when I gave my heart to Jesus, I didn't know what it meant to listen to the Lord, to hear from the Lord, but I sure learned quick because I wanted to know everything I could about Jesus. And I cracked open that Bible. And I started reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the book of Acts, and Romans, and Corinthians. And it just lit my world up. I was like, this is so, do you realize? Hey, I was reading it. I'd go into uh, the guy that led me to the Lord. I'd go to Jaime and I'd say, Jaime, brother, man, I was reading this today. And I would be so excited. And he'd just get this big grin on his face. Because he knew. He knew. He was a mature Christian at the time. I wasn't. I was a baby Christian. And I was just learning what it meant to hear from the Lord. And God wants us to know what he wants us to know. But we got to go after that. We've got to ask. And he won't rebuke us. And, and I did that. And God was so faithful. You don't know me, but when I was not a Christian... I was, I was not a Christian. <laughs> I mean, ah, if you spent any time with me at all, it, didn't, it would not have taken you long to go, I don't think he goes to church. <laughs> I'm not going into detail today. I just want you to know this, that I found myself in a place at 23 years of age, where I really didn't know if I wanted to live another day. And I loved my wife, but I wasn't sure that was enough. I loved my two boys that we already had at that age, but I wasn't sure that was enough. And then that Jaime character shows up. And Dave, he didn't have light bulbs in his beard, but his smile was infectious. And his light shone brightly and when he invited me <laughs> to get to know his Jesus uh, it changed my world and God showed up when you go to the Lord and you ask he's going to meet you right where you're at he isn't going to rebuke you he's going to say 
I've been waiting. I've been waiting. And that's what I felt. I felt like God was right there just going, it's about time. He had my number when I was a kid, 11, 12 years old. I, I was an altar boy for crying out loud. It doesn't get any more spiritual than that when you're a kid. I love Jesus, and then I didn't. And then I lost my way, but I found my way back. Hallelujah. Like the prodigal son. And let me just say, if that's you here today, you don't have that kind of relationship with Jesus. I know before this day is over, we're going to give you an opportunity to change that. So here's some ways that I have heard from the Lord. And there are more ways than this, of course, but I just want you guys to get the main parts, all right? So first, what's the number one way that you get wisdom from God? Come on. Thank you, the Bible. Open it up. It ain't going to speak to you if you don't. All right? And listen to this part. Don't be one of those guys that does this. <laughs> How many have done that? Come on. All right, I admit it. I did that when I was a baby Christian. <laughs> I needed some answers, and I just went... You, because of the darkness. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm, I must have missed it, and then you go to another page, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how it is too, isn't it? If you don't hear what you want to hear, you just move your finger. But a verse of Scripture can jump out at you, and it'll nail you right to the wall, or it'll set you free. Whatever, whatever you need. That's what God does with his word, right? It's living and active. It's like a two-edged sword, and you have to read it for that to work. All right? Other times, oh, sorry. Other times, you might actually have a godly person come into your life and help you. Make sure they're godly. You're not at Tim's Pub. Well, what do you think? Well, let me give you some wisdom. No, 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 no. Make sure that they know the Lord, that they're prayed up, that they're people of God. And then when they tell you something, it's going to be confirmed. I just had that happen this morning with this message. I, I wasn't sure. After three of them, putting three of them together, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, did I miss it? And as I'm sitting in prayer with our intercessors this morning, three of them said things that were a part of this message, and I just went, yes! It made me feel good. I had confidence to come out here and deliver this. The next part is, God will nudge your heart. I don't know how to put this, because unless you've experienced it, it's difficult. But just let me say this, that when you hear from the Lord, sometimes it's a gentle nudge. And I, I like to say it comes from your belly almost. You know, you just know when you're knower that God is saying, this is what I want you to do. He confirms it. And I can't put it any better way than that. That's all I can tell you. Make sure, of course, that it lines up with Scripture. If it's not in the Bible, don't believe it. You know what I mean by that, right? Whatever God tells you to do or whatever you think God is telling you to do, it will never contradict Scripture, ever. 
So with that said, fourth thing, and this is probably the hardest, to hear directly from the Lord. First time this happened to me, I turned around because it was so audible. And I was like, who was that? And I heard it again. And I want to tell you something. It can freak you out if you know what I'm saying. First time we walked into Mount Hope Church in Lansing, Michigan, and we had been to three or four other churches, baby Christians, just trying to figure out where we're supposed to be. Walked into the foyer of Mount Hope Church when it used to be on St. Joe, and I heard that voice say, Welcome home, son. Ah. My wife heard something similar. I was like, who said that? I thought maybe they had a little speaker in the foyer, you know, waiting for people. It, it tripped when you walked through the door. Welcome home, son. But it was the Lord. And he confirmed that over and over, that we were in the right place. There is nothing like hearing from God. But as I've said, it can shake you up. Let me add that any one of these means takes practice. All right? For you to have the confidence that you've heard from the Lord, it takes practice. And I'm just admitting this. This last couple of days, I struggled with, am I hearing from God or not? So even at my age, after 40 plus years in, the, in church, I still struggle with whether or not it's from the Lord. And that's a good thing. You should never just run off, oh, God said to me. Make sure it's really from him before you say God said. Because you can get yourself into a whole lot of trouble. And what can anybody tell you once you've said it? Because if you say, ah, it's not from the Lord, then you're telling them that God doesn't speak to them. So make sure it's really from Jesus. These are four ways to get wisdom from God. These are how you hear the voice of the Lord with confidence. Don't get frustrated. It will come to you eventually. Moving on, verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. I love this part. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call him if you're a King James person. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our precious Lord, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, as Paul said, Walter Lightfield, and, and I like this, so I, I'm quoting him. He said, this verb is the passive mood and indicates that while it is a command, something we are responsible to fulfill, it is something that we allow God to do for us. What does that mean? End quote, by the way. In other words, we don't do the filling. We let God do the filling. Our job is simply to get our bucket out. To get yourself in a place where you can receive from Him 
First of all, if there's sin in your life, what do you do? Repent. Say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm stupid. Again, forgive me for sinning against you in heaven. And make me that, cleanse me, make me that new person. And then when you go to him, go to him expecting. Now, you could do this. I'm here, Lord. I want more. Fill up my bucket. Right? That could be you. Or, please excuse Please excuse the uh, advertisement. You could come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm excited. I'm in this place because I need more of you. Fill up my bucket, Lord. Right? Or, you could say, Jesus. I know you want to fill me. You want to fill me with the Holy Ghost, with rivers flowing out of my belly. I'm ready. Which one are you going to be? When you come to God, come expecting. Don't come with a thimble. Come with a bucket, a big bucket. Okay? Enough said. Oops. What else do I have? I'm almost there. How do we enter in? How do we hear from the Lord? How do we let God move in us? Paul said this. He said, we sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Right? It's right there in black and white with a yellow black background. Say it with me. We sing songs and hymns, and spiritual songs. It's so easy. And why do we do this? Because the world picks on us all week. And by the way, I'm not just saying this happens Sunday morning. This, this is for you to take with you. Wherever you find yourself. It could be in your room at the bear. Right, ladies? You, you don't have to be at church to make an altar and to say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I can't go through this anymore today. I just need you to fill me back up because I'm empty. I'm running on fumes. That's what God wants you to do. Every time you start feeling like I've run out of gas, what do you do? You come back. You come back. Is that okay? You come back and you come back. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. And, oh, I love this part, making music in your hearts. What does that mean? This is my view. That when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, God will put a song in your heart. And we even begin to sing in the Spirit. How many have done this? You, you know what I'm saying? 
And when this happens, you know it's God, and you just feel, I used the word corpuscle last week or a week ago. I, I, every hair on the back of your head stands up, right? It's like you are at full attention, and God is right there going, ah. And I love what Cheryl Salem said. This was a, f- a few years ago when she was here, but she said this. She said, God wants to play you like an instrument. Think about that. Did he create you? Yes. Yes. He can blow your bagpipes. I'm just saying. He can make a noise come out of you you didn't even know was in there. But it does take faith to believe he wants to do that and an expectancy that he will. Are you still with me? All right, good. Finally, give thanks to the Father in Jesus' name. Everything we do should give thanks to the Lord. Even when you're in those precarious situations where you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you can still sit there and go, ah, but Lord, I thank you that I still have clothes on my back, that I'm breathing, and that Jesus paid for me to come to heaven. You can say that with earnestness. Right? Now, I shared these specific steps or methods with you with the idea that they're going to help not just to draw you closer to God, but to help you live closer to Him. That's what He wants. When I started out, what, what was the title? Not just an afterthought. Living every day with God in mind. And one of the ways we do that is by spending time. When those disciples spent every day with Jesus for three years, what happened? They knew what their purpose was. They knew how to love people in Jesus' name. They knew how to pray for people in Jesus' name. And they had the fuel in them. You know, when you you have a light, something powers it. Right? Jesus said, I put you like a light on a hillside. He's talking to the church. In order to fuel that light, you either need kerosene or electricity or something. And for the Christian, our fuel is the Holy Spirit. And when you feel like I'm running out, Lord, (laughs) what do you do? You get your bucket filled. You go back to Him. And this can look different for anybody that's here. It might mean that you come up and you kneel, especially if you need to repent. But kneeling isn't just to repent, it's also just to glorify his name, to say, Lord, I can't do anything but kneel before you because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God that we serve. These are just methods, and there are other ways you can do these things, but I wanted to give you something So that even as we go into this next part of the service, 
You may want to crack your Bible open while you're sitting in your seat. You may want to just come up here and just pray and say, God, speak to me. I need some direction. I'm anticipating there are going to be some words of knowledge or uh, something else, some, some kind of maybe a tongues and interpretation. We are a Pentecostal church here. Whatever God wants to do, we're going to let him move here. As the worship team returns, I wanted to share this last scripture with you. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and he shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. (laughs) Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. Hallelujah. Obviously, he's not talking about getting a drink. Good timing, though. The scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Hallelujah. And when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But at the time, the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not gone to the cross yet. He had not entered glory yet. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Let the Holy Spirit fill you, metaphorically speaking. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to come and give you a song in your heart. Let him fill you up. Let him fuel you up. A lot of us here need that. We just need a little extra oomph. And I want to say this one more time. It doesn't matter where you're at. Yes, there's kind of an environment here that makes it easier. But you can do this at home, in your car. You think God cares where you're at? No way. He's everywhere anyway. He He knows what you need before you even ask. But when you ask, you will receive. He's going to answer you. He's going to give you the answers that you're seeking. If anybody here has a word of encouragement, and I would ask if uh, Martha, Joe, and Peggy could stand up. Where are you guys? Oh, there she is. All right. And Barb, are you not here? That figures. There you are. Stand up. Pastor Barb, if you have a word or you just feel like God's sharing something with you, talk to one of these folks and uh, they'll get my attention at that point but we're going to let the Lord take over here is that okay we've got about 30 minutes or more if God starts moving here I'm not going to say stop it hopefully and if you ever feel like I'm done feel free to leave you don't have to stay But I just want you guys to know that we want to make an altar here. I want to let the Holy Spirit move. And with that, let me just pray this this simple, short prayer here. Lord, please bless this body of believers and maybe even those who don't know you yet with your presence. We pray, Lord, that you would fill us with your glory. Bring healing to those today who are broken. 
We pray this again in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Roger, are you ready? ready. Take her away, bro. Message, he talked about the sacrifice, and it just brought to mind, to me, the scripture that says, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. So, do we always feel like it? Maybe not. But we need to bring that sacrifice of praise to the Lord. And I would ask you today, stand if you can, sit, kneel, whatever. But what we're going to do right now is directed right to the Lord. So as we sing these songs, sing them unto the Lord. Amen. I'm going to read a passage out of Revelation chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. It said, Then I looked. And I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom yes. and strength and honor and glory yes. and blessing. He is worthy today. Jesus Christ is worthy. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, let the name of the Lord be praised. Let's praise him this morning.
the Son, the name of the Lord shall be praised.
years ago, my wife, every morning, she'd sit in the living room and pray. And it had such an impact on her that my son, who's an artist, he painted the picture. Sorry. I sat a moment with the Lord over there. And it, it, it's profound. She's got the armor all around her. She could tell God was so pleased that she spent time with him with four little boys, four little rugrats. That's what they remembered. Mama prays. And the Lord showed me this picture and he said, there's somebody here, one of you. I guess it could be a man, but I'm thinking it was a woman. And God has seen you travailing in your prayer time. He's seen you broken, but you haven't given up. And his word to you is, keep going. There's a miracle around the corner for you. Hallelujah. It's coming soon. Just don't give up. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if that's for you, you receive that. Hallelujah. Ah, here comes another one. I will receive that because I'm the patriarch or matriarch of my family. And the enemy has been trying to steal their souls from them. And, and I'm not, I, I was brought out of darkness for such a time as this. And I'm going to stand in the gap for my family. I'm calling the prodigals to their pig pen so they can finally look up and say, what am I doing here? Because they know the truth. And if they know the truth, if they receive it, they will be set free. And as I was up here, I know that there's a bloodline. We always pray a bloodline over the altar. And there's something about coming up here. And so if you're standing there, sitting there, and you feel God's tugging on your heart to get up closer, come on up here. Because he wants to meet every one of our needs. But we have to surrender ourselves to him. Peggy, can we include everybody? If you have loved ones that you've been praying for that haven't come to Christ, would you please just make your way up here and just get up and stand in the gap for them? Right? Sometimes believers have to stand in the gap for those who don't know any better. So if you have family or friends that you know where they're going if they don't make a change in their life, just let God, just lift their names up. We're going to pray right now. Peggy, would you mind? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, if you don't mind. You, you set it Yeah. And, and just lead. Father, you see everyone's family that's represented here today. And we are standing in the gap for our prodigals. And we call them out of darkness. We bind the spirit of Satan that has lied to them and kept them bound. In the name of Jesus, we stand today and proclaim that they will be saved. That the Holy Spirit is released on them. Send people to come and speak life to them. You have no boundaries. There's no walls that divide our children, our loved ones, 
from you. So Holy Spirit, go forth and convict the hearts of sin in our families now. And we are going to rejoice and thank you already because you are moving your word. We're going to stand on what your word says. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. You alone are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. And if it gets, if, it, if all hell starts breaking loose on them, don't be discouraged because that means God's convicted, is, is convicting their hearts. You understand that, right? Sometimes God's got to do a hard thing in their life before That's right. he can get them to the right place. So don't try to bail them out. In Jesus' name. Look and see. God is doing a new thing. He's doing something new that he hasn't done before. Something that you don't expect in the way that he should move. The desert places that were dry and parched are going to be flourishing. The rivers that were dried up and parched are going to be overflowing and bursting. So look and see what God is going to do something new in your life. Just in case you don't know this beautiful woman of God, this is the Reverend Ron and Mary Sarbo. <laughs> and we love this couple. And they, they ministered in the church, five churches, right? You guys were pastors of. And thank you. Thanks for sharing. I would like to ask for prayer. One of my friends' grandmothers just got the news that she has brain cancer and 11 tumors on her brain and they're only giving her days to live. She just got to see her great-grandson be born. He's only about a month old and they're only giving her days. I was wanting to ask to try to get a miracle. We're all looking for a miracle. They believe in God and we believe we can get one. pray that Tiffany's mother will get to have more than days that she will get to live for years to get to watch her great-grandson grow watch her grandson graduate watch her daughter accomplish everything that she has been working on thank you Lord
Drew has a, he said, short testimony. <laughs> 13 years ago, about 13 years ago, um, I returned from a midnight shift I had been working. Um, I, I wasn't going to church at the time. Um, to wind down from the midnight shift, I used to play video games. And as I was sitting down to play a video game to unwind, cracked open a beer, and I heard this voice. You know, the pastor told you about it. And it was the voice. And it said, go to church or you shall surely die. And I just kind of shrugged it off. And I heard it again. So I poured the beer out, turned video game off came to church and I sat right there right in front of Pastor Ron and the spirit of the Lord came on me and I wept and I wept and I raised my hands up and I said Lord touch my lips with a hot coal and heal my soul and here comes Pastor Norm. And he walks up to the front and he starts praying. And he held his hands up and he said, Lord, touch his lips with a hot coal. Thirteen years ago. And I looked up and I said, where's the cameras? Who's, who's reading my lips? Where's the sign language person? Because somebody, and it occurred to me, that voice, the one that he heard, that's the one I heard. And my heart has never been the same since. And I'm telling you, if you just listen to that little voice, and just listen and do what it tells you to do. And sometimes it's difficult to determine if it's you or the Spirit. But if it is the Spirit, those type of things will happen. And I'm telling you, they've been happening ever since. Praise God. There's been miracles that have left cardiologists scratching their heads when I've laid on the table. So I'm telling you, listen obey especially if he says you're gonna die if you don't thank you brother drew francine brief and amazing all right just want to say don't give up on your families hallelujah my sister prayed for 10 and a half years for me to come to the lord and I'm glad she was standing in the gap for me. <laughs> and I'm standing in the gap for my children and my, all my other family. 16 days before my mom passed away, she gave her life to God. My dad, he wasn't a very nice dad, but the last time I saw him alive, I told him I loved him. And he broke down I've never seen my dad's eyes even tear up. 
but before he died, he gave his life to the Lord. So I'm standing on that promise God gave me years ago. Your whole family is coming in. So don't give up. Pray for them. If it takes days and weeks, months and years, do not give up. Hallelujah. Before we go any further, let me just say that you got to make a first step if you haven't already done it. And I look around, I see a lot of people here I know, but I see some faces I don't know. And I just want to make sure that we don't go out of here today and not let you say yes to Jesus. Because that's our purpose, right? So if you're here today with every head looking up, Instead of bowing them, every eye opened, and you say, Pastor Norm, if my heart were to stop beating today, I'm not sure where I'd be. Would you pray for me? If that's you, would you lift your hand up so I can see it? Yep, hands going up. Thank you. Anybody over here? All right, thank you. You can put them down. You can put them down. Listen, the miracle of Jesus is that when you ask, you will receive. When you knock, the door will be yes. open. Amen. It's that simple. Amen. Ask, seek, knock. So let's, as a family, let's pray. Father, we just thank you again for everybody that's in this auditorium today, Lord. Even those watching online, they're still a part of this church. Lord, I pray for those that raised their hand. I ask you right now, Lord, just change their life like you changed mine, like you changed Drew's, like you changed Francine's, like you changed every believer in this room. We've all been there. We all had that moment in our life where we knew we weren't going the right way, but we knew there was a better way, and we chose to follow you. And Lord, those folks that just raised their hand, I pray that right now, Lord, you just get a hold of them. Just move on them, move in them. Fill them afresh and anew with your Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask you here right now just to pray this prayer with me, just a short prayer. If you raised your hand and you meant it and you really want God to do something in you today, just pray this. Father, I desperately need Jesus. I need his forgiveness. I need to be cleansed of my sins. So I call on heaven today. I call on you, Lord. Forgive me and make me a new person. Help me to live all the days I have for you. I give you my life, all that I am, and all that I have. Give it, to you. give it to you. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen, the Bible says because you just prayed that prayer, that your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which means when that heart does stop beating, and hopefully it won't be for a long time to come, but when it does, 
you're going to be face to face with the King of Kings and Lord, to, Lord of Lords, and he's going to say, come on in. Come on in. And we also have a little booklet, so before you leave, we'll have an usher up here with a green booklet called the Start of Something Wonderful. Make sure you grab one of those if you don't have a copy, because it will help you to get a good start in this new walk with Jesus. Remember this, today's a new day, right? We heard that, Mary, right? Today is a new day. God's doing a new thing. And that means your life is not like it was yesterday, not even five minutes ago. It's new. So let God move in you today. Hallelujah. He wants to do that. I think we're, we're about exhausted. We're going to end with this last song. I'm going to pray, and then Pastor Roger is going to go ahead with this last song. And... Uh, this is your dismissal after I pray and, and we sing this. So, Father, again, I thank you for everything you're doing in this church. Let this not just be an anomaly, but Lord, let it, let it happen more frequent. This church needs the Holy Spirit. We need more of you, not less. We come to you today with our buckets. Fill them up, Lord. Not a little bit. We want it all in Jesus' name. We want to be selfish for the things of God in Jesus' name. And Lord, this afternoon, as we carol, I pray, Lord, you would just watch over us, loose angels around us, keep everybody safe. And we pray for God moments, Lord, where you just show up. And we just commit this church into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. The dark tried to hide you and steal you away. death tried to keep you inside of the grave the enemy fought you he tried but he lost you cannot be stopped